When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Thank you, Weapon of Pride. On a glorious Monday morning here in uh, paradise. Warm paradise, but that's all right. Still no tornadoes and nobody been... Sh- you guys didn't get shot this weekend, did you? No, not this right, weekend. Good, good, good job. Good we, weekend. we kept it together. All of us... Uh, you didn't get shot. Did you get shot at? Nobody got shot I at. I even right? went to the west side and it was yeah. safe. You were way over on the West Valley and didn't get shot. It's amazing. Hit out in Eric's family barbecue oh, for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> you say that like I'm you like, went to a porn yeah, shop. Exactly. Calm down. Well, I, it, it is porn to him. I feel guilty yeah, on the amount I <laughs> eat nailed it. <laughs> it is, is porn to him. Ugh, yeah. That's like sticky uncomfortable with that. Psst. You don't it's hide brisk. out in restaurants. They're open to everybody. You can go in just like everyone else. Ugh. Did you have a bunch? Did you overdo it? I did the burger. Oh, it's so good. So it's good. Malote. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and this hot you were burning up afterwards. That was a long drive home. Oh, but worth it. We did have a, mm, a so texture ask, PXG, man, give me the scoop. I like them. Oh, yeah, the extra, good clubs. the extra clubs, yeah. you mean? Or? Yeah. yeah. The PXGs were good. I, got the, I didn't get extras. The, they caught my error. So oh, I, yeah, I went to, oh. I was, I, they said I had three deliveries coming and then someone called me and said, is this for sure? I'm like, no, it is not. Thank you for, I didn't know who to contact, but they, <laughs> they got it right. But yeah. The clubs are good. I actually enjoyed those a lot and they feel, I don't know if I'm going to own them long. Only one broke. I only, I only, well, I didn't break a, I broke my uh, wedge from before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will break clubs. Hard. My problem with golf is this. I'm too internally competitive. I can't accept uh, an absolute garbage golf shot that ends up okay. Like I can't sit and go, oh, that's great. Like just be, if I wanted to hit it to the left and it ended up right, but it's okay. I'm 19. I'll write it on the card. That's not where I wanted it. If I lose a ball or if I hit a ball off, 19. I don't look for lost balls. 
My sc- I was 164 was my score on Saturday. 164. I had five good score. Five nineteens on the card, and and everybody's like, "Why do you do that?" I'm like, "It's self punishment." I did nothing right on that hole. How can I sit and go, well, I got a five? I did nothing right. I hit a tree. I hit a house. It bounced back. I'm like, that's 10 strokes. If you hit a house or a a wall and it bounces back, that should be a 10-stroke penalty if you get saved by a wall. That's that's terrible. In any other sport, that's a failure. In golf, it's like, ah, I got lucky. It's like, no, I don't accept that. So I add 10 strokes for every one of those. It drives people I play with crazy. Why do you do that? Because like, if you're satisfied with your garbage and you can sit and wink and nod and act like you had a good hole and know that if it wasn't for that wall, you'd be in a parking lot somewhere, you didn't play this hole well. So give yourself 10 more. So 164 with, with 100 strokes on five holes because I refuse <laughs> I refuse to walk away and go, well, I saved that one. No, you didn't. The wall saved you. That's a 10-stroke penalty. So I did have one where I chunked it just dead sideways. I haven't played in years. Dead sideways with an old pitching wedge, and I'm like, well, that's not where I wanted this to go. The club's against me. Snap! And I, I have a three full bags of broken clubs in my garage. Because Maybe you should have accepted all three ba- uh, orders. I mean, you, you <laughs> might need right. them. You know what? I'll just go back and get some more. I won't break the new ones yet. It's not their fault yet. Uh, that's the first, yeah, first, first time back. out. It's not their fault. They might get thrown or like driven into the ground violently. But it's my fault at this point. But that one club was from the old bag. And I'm like, well, pff, I remember you. You're a problem. <laughs> and now he's not a problem anymore. The problem's becoming in my bag. Uh, I can't get my clubs in because there's so many half clubs down inside of it. Like just handles that you I can't. You have to cut the bag. I got to open the bag and shake out all the half a clubs. But yeah, I just don't heavy bag. Like I just I can't feel good about myself hitting a wall and then going. Ah, I part it. No, you didn't. You hit a wall. It's not. That's. But it's look at bad. it this way. No, I'm going to look at it my way. Your way is going to be all rosy. All right, well, hey, if you're playing way. for money on that hole and you ricocheted off a tree and a wall, and um, I'd give you money. I would never would, take your money you on that hole. you could win that hole if you would, hold it out. I on would a, never accept money from someone if I hit a wall somewhere along the way. The bet is over. You win the hole. I don't know how you can That's do that. That's new? Yeah. Huh? I never – well, no. In the old days when we'd play snake and stuff, that was a putting game. Yeah. If we were playing on – and that is not new because you always go, I'm not putting a 10 on the card. I've been doing that for years because I would well, always yeah, say that's a 10. Yeah, not, but not when there's a – like if there's a wager, you're still alive. Your ball's still we out didn't, there. Well, you and I didn't play for money too often. No. It was usually when a fourth guy would come into the mix, and that was just a putting game. Yeah, I gotta but, admit that would be weird. You know, you careen one off two walls, and it yeah. gets on the green, and you're in for the money now. Yeah, no, you, you the minute Why you not? hit a, I mean, you're not taking any. No. There's it's, no penalty. Because it's supposed to be a game of skill, isn't it? Yeah. It would yeah, be, if you're hitting off the dirt or hitting off the guy, that's still takes purpose, skill. that's different. That's like calling bank and horse. Yeah. Well, so no. <laughs> why don't they change it in the NFL? Then the field goal goes off the goalpost that's and a, goes in. Because all you're count. asking for with that is to get it between the two, right? How about yeah. if you kick it on the ground and it bounces up in through the thing and they still counted it, and you're like just a terrible kicker. Right. But that is, I mean, that is part of the game of golf. If you kicked it, you get a because you could right. hit it right in the center of the fairway and it hits a sprinkler sure. head or whatever, gets a horrendous bounce. Right, that's not your fault. I'm talking about a shot that's so bad it is your fault. You yeah. bounce it off a wall oh, and then I you have the nerve it. to go. You owe me five bucks, man. Like, no, you don't, because his didn't get punched by a wall. You just need Look. two or three other guys afterwards say that's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Oh no, that's the worst. The guys giving you lessons or somebody telling you, hey, you're 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 safe. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's te- that's a nineteen. 
I don't keep scoring golf like a normal person. I consider it like if you hit a foul ball and the guy in the crowd catches it and then throws it back in the field and you're, I got a double. No, you didn't. <laughs> you idiot. You fouled it off. You chunked one. Yeah, I don't. I can't play the game of like, wow, that was a lucky, and then like have five shots that just bounce off of stuff or get it's yeah. garbage. You can get a lucky break, that's fine. Like if you hit the cart path because it goes through the middle of the fairway right. and you get an extra yards. forty yards, right? Yeah. That's fine. But if I chunk it into an apartment building and it bounces back into play, that's ten strokes. If yeah. it's anything, I can't. I can't be happy with that. I can't walk up and go, yay! I'm miserable that that's I'm capable of that type of terrible play. I hit it directly into a bush, and it bounces up. And but I'm like, no, that's ten. I shouldn't have hit that bush. Sculled it's it. not even in play. Yeah, or sculling them into the water, and it skips over. You're like, okay, that's ten. I had ten. I probably added ten to about fifteen different holes. I had a lot, but I'll gladly walk with a 160 before I'll walk with a 84. And 17 apartment buildings were damaged along the way. You're doing some pencil whipping there. That's yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah. No, yeah. you can do it if you if if you take off a hundred strokes on the five holes. That I probably had like five. Yeah. Or four, and I added fourteen or fifteen per hole. You're not pencil whipping. I go the other way. I'm I'm the worst person to play with. If you're like as teams, if it's like, hey Brady, Brady and I'll take you two on. I'll walk out of there with a one forty with no problem if I'm having a bad day because I will I will penalize myself. Yeah. Like there's no tomorrow. Golf is a stupid game. But for some reason, it's the most. And then I finished the day parring the last four holes we played. And I'm like, well, I'll be back next week. I'm going to keep playing this. It's unnerving. No, it's just brutal. Because then once you're like, oh, okay, I made a little adjustment. Killing it. I don't, yeah, I don't know that it's relaxing. I've never met a golfer who's like relaxed. It's tense, miserable, usually upset the whole day. <laughs> this sucks. Ah, stupid game. Never is like, you always oh, leave, leaving like, strokes out. I feel like I'm on a cloud. Every day. This is so relaxing. Uh-uh, it's tension. But I like games where you fight yourself, and it's really one on none. It's you versus the ball. And I apologize to an apartment complex there on the 11th hole at the Biltmore because for some reason I got a case of the whoops and hit four of them directly into some guy's house. Oh, four man. of them. I'm like, there's one. And Jim Wilson is with me. He'll look for a ball, not me. If it doesn't, if it's not in play, it's someone else's problem. I'm not gonna waste all day staring and searching out a ball. I got a bag of those. Well, if you uh, make it to the live tour and you fire oh, fifty four, yeah. oh yeah, you get fifty four million. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Eighteen under. Probably not gonna do that. <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one to. It's gonna be a tough one for those guys to get to. But a fifty four would be an impressive, the most impressive round of all time. Uh, I got this email too, and this guy says, "A longtime listener." I've had testicular cancer this year and really got into your show. In fact, you guys uh, helped me look forward to chemo. F cancer, man. Just want to say you're the effing best. I love hearing all your guys' stuff. Unfortunately, I have to listen to the podcast because I work late in the day. I know John hates the podcasters. Uh, Signed, Joel. I don't hate the podcasters. I just don't know why you guys do it. That would screw me up because I'm always given the time and all that. And again, I do... Try my best to take the time out. Sure, you're not going to get that. <laughs> now there's going to be a gap. Now there's going to be a big weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I got another email from a guy who said he's tired of me saying literally or adverbs. You say too many adverbs. Like what? Evidently, I do a lot of lys. Uh, I don't know, literally trigger. or reality, or I guess that's not even an adverb. 
Uh, the email was hilarious, though, because I'm like, wow, that's something. But he used to work in radio. He was kind of funny about it. He said, uh, and he had a good idea. I didn't finish the whole thing because it's a huge one. He said, I did radio in my early days. I'm 56 now, and people like you are the reason I'm not in radio. That's not an insult. I wanted to be like you and couldn't. I was doomed for a life of 7 to midnight, midnight uh-huh. to 6, or at my very best, a midday guy like Larry. No thanks. That <laughs> 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 I had a dream to be rich. And that was just not going to happen in Portland working as a jock. One thing I always remember is how my program director used to make us paranoid about crutches. Mine was all right as a transition. All right. And then he'd move on to his next thought. I had a few others, and they drilled it into my head. I noticed that you have one, too. You're an adverb guy. Also, you give the time a lot as a transition. It's not an insult. It's just something that was drilled into me. How about this? Uh, a crutch jar for every time uh, one of your crutches gets used. Not a bad idea. Uh, Brett's has clearly come on. Mm-hmm. You got a good one. What 100%. else are yours? Do you have other ones? 100% is another one you say a lot. Yeah. 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 And we, I caught that only because when we were in Vegas, uh, I didn't catch it until Medea started to say 100%. Yeah. And like they both do it. Yep. And then I realized that's a thing. Uh, Brady's is on the other side of it. Exactly. He says uh, that even when he's not switching positions. He just says on the other side of it. Uh, I said, you do the... Plenty of people. That's his. Plenty of people. Plenty of people and on the other side. John, you say literally, literally a hundred times a day. Like, maybe I do. I don't even know it. He said, so a crutch jar, every time you say it at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the... Like, we can put in, uh, uh, you know, a quarter or a dollar to the crutch jar. No. The only problem we can't with that, even do yeah. jars around here. The, uh, the uh, problem with that would be you'd cure us of our crutches and whatever we're putting it in there for. But we could do it for You'll ourselves. Find new ones. The problem yeah, is with yeah, the crutches, yeah. you just get a different crutch. There, that's yeah. right. It's yeah. not, you always have yeah. a crutch. But period. you're supposed to, as that's a good broadcaster, recognize when you're developing a crutch, eliminate that crutch, and look out for others. What he just? I mean, that yeah. what he just said? You literally, no. literally, literally <laughs> have to look for those. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's you'll get another one for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that signed J.J. Jeffries? Yeah, that's what I was – it's very much like – you know as, as a guy who did over – as a morning yeah. person, I always sat and laughed at those air check sessions. They'd listen to your show. Right. And I'd listen for constructive stuff like, oh, that was this, or you yeah. could do something fundamentally different. But uh, he, the person doing it was usually like this guy. He didn't know how to be a morning show host or be engaging and fun. He just knows how to get from A to B between songs without like, – I listen – to other stations sometimes. There was a guy, we were in an Uber on Friday, and he was listening to KEZ, and the jock came on. It was like Friday at 5, a little before 5. And he's ramping up to, uh, we're halfway, living on a prayer. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, what's the beginning of living on a prayer? And he's trying to post it. Johnny used to, Johnny probably, used yeah, to it's probably is it, It's probably 15 or 20 seconds of that. Okay. Dun, 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 oh, dun, that, yeah, dun, yeah. yeah. And he's and he's and it starts and he's like uh, and you can hear him like trying to get to his point of something just asinine. It was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And something he'd read in the newspaper, and he's like, "So so many people enjoy tangerines. Tangerines are the fruit of the century." And well, I was reading about a tangerine once, and, and then you hear, "Oh, just the time." And the, the song starts loading. And I said, "Casey, and I'm like, I'm, he was just running up to this thing, and I'm like, oh, he's dying to figure out how to speak to someone." And as a program director, I hear it all the time with radio guys that are like, that isn't a conversation with anyone. There's not even a – like you don't speak yeah. to people this way. So that's what program directors usually are is a guy going, what are you talking about? Like 
you'd be better off not doing anything than whatever this was, reading the headline and then having a, a you know, uh, call me and tell me a if, couple of funny stories. Call me and tell me if, if you've ever eaten a tangerine, huh? Uh-huh. Casey! Or those why, would you want, why would you want to hear from someone? <laughs> I'm calling about the guy who wants to hear about people who like tangerines. I'm his guy. <laughs> I'm the guy who likes tangerines. Just wanted to, you asked to call. So when's the last time you had a tangerine? Had seven of them today. Wow, that's a lot of tangerines. Well, you said you wanted a guy who likes tangerines. I am that guy. <laughs> that is me. I am the guy you were just talking to. And, and by the way, I am the only guy who related to that whole story about tangerines. Casey! The so only one. Uh, only one. I'm going to record this call. I got a guy who loves tangerines on the line. And then he's like, I, I like tangerines. Casey. That's the guy that records every call that comes in just with in one case. word of tangerine and then yeah. replays them all together. <laughs> like all seven callers said tangerine and he puts them all yeah, together. and he loops them in. Yeah. Let's see what you guys are thinking. Tangerine, love tangerines. Tangerines are the best. Oh, tangerines, you're the best. I love tangerine. tangerine. Finger on the pulse. But yeah, but I mean, program directors would sit with guys like Brett in the overnights and go, you say this too often. You do that too much. Crutch this, crutch that. Everybody's got a crutch. Yeah. Everybody leans on something. And I literally don't care how often I say it. <laughs> I think I do say it a lot. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> 100%. Ready? Any opinions on this? I'm a walking crutch. On the, You are? Yeah. What are your crutches? What do you think they are? I, yeah, you do say on the other side of it a lot, but I think that's usually when you're trying to. Because I'm on the other side of it. Not necessarily. Or, no, or it's it on the other side of a story. I think radio has taught you something, which is if you're trying to make a point and you get lost, say something. Yeah. Like, and radio makes people afraid of pauses. So then they start to scamper around words, and then it gets to be lost a little bit with like catchphrases or crutches. That's when a crutch kicks in. When you don't know what you're talking about, and you're like, you gotta, fill, right, it you gotta fill it with something. John, not a criticism, but you also say, anyway, what are you gonna do? A lot. Anyway, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's my <laughs> life, though. Anyway, what are you gonna do? Anywho, I say that Anywho. about everything. <laughs> eh, what are you gonna do about that? Because really, I don't care. Anyway, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do is a thing. But I like that one. That's going nowhere. Because <laughs> it basically tells people, basically, Basically, yeah, that's one. Tells people I just don't care. Anyway, well, what you gonna do? But I like how like the program director might throw it out there, but doesn't really offer much help or to right. the people the critiquing. Sometimes I've noticed in the in the business, like right. you're supposed to help people oh, okay. or the yeah, the part timers or whatever coming in there. Right. I think the help people thing is if you're not good enough at it, you shouldn't be doing it. Second, here's the things that make you sound stupid. I think if I was a program director, I'd be like, there's three things you just did that are bad as far as crutches and weird stuff. Yeah. If you can't figure out how to do a break, you're not going to be here long anyway. So I'm not going to sit and go, here's how you do a break. Like, you know, you've got the job. You know, you know after years and years of doing overnights, you're like, you got to search for something if you've got like this upcoming break. You're like, I got nothing here. I don't know. So like, did you see this? But it's always better. Like, if if you don't have nothing to say, then just get in and get out. Yeah, get in and get out. There's no reason to just spew. And in your case, it was like 3 in the morning. Yeah, those tweakers didn't know what I was talking about. It was all good. About tangerines (laughs) at 3 in the morning. You were getting calls without talking. I'm eating too many tangerines, man. It's like, I didn't say anything about that. I just got to get off the tangerines. Uh, And then I want to be so successful that someone writes a headline like this about me someday. This is a life goal. This is a dream. French media reports that Putin is followed by an attendant 
who collects his excrement. Huh? <laughs> and he can't DNA clone him. They can't do anything. He's got a guy on payroll. <laughs> with a, with a follows him in the back. Wait, no, doesn't necessarily follow him in, but he doesn't flush. And then that guy goes fishnets all of it out, puts it in a bag, and they take it home with him. Because you'll be damned if some spy is going to steal his poo and build a new one. <laughs> Next time you and Doug Hopkins get to saber rattling about who's got more. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. There's no question. He's got more. Hopkins yeah, TV's Doug Hopkins is the winner. To hire somebody to follow yeah. him around. Doug would do it. I think he, I think that, that Sam, that Make-A-Wish kid he hangs out with, collects <laughs> Doug's excrement. Give him a, give him a strainer. That's, yeah. They've, journalists have found indirect evidence about the work done by a, quote, special bodyguard back in 2019 when Putin went to Saudi Arabia. The same person accompanied Putin on bathroom visits to a, visit in, uh, a recent visit in France. Reports suggest that his agent collects the excreta of the Russian leader in special bags, uh, <laughs> which is then collected and brought back. <laughs> it says... Uh, Tag it. Bag it. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> this is presumably done uh, so that no one can get information about his health, which has been my contention that he's dying. Is that something's wrong with him and he's throwing out his last fireballs to be a legend. And I don't think, I think he's got something that's terminal. We all do, but over the past couple of months, there have been allegations and media reports that he has cancer. In late April, a UK newspaper in The Sun wrote that Putin uh, was supposed to start surgeries. And then you started to see the poop guy behind him more often. What kind of position that you feel like? You called your parents and said, Mom, Dad, guess what? I have a very high-ranking job inside the Kremlin. I am Vladimir Putin's right-hand man. Oh, yeah? What do you do? Well, after he takes humongous uh, I go in and collect. Uh, Scrape off all the scrud from the side of toilets so nobody can do that. And then I clean, I wash... I walk out with his bag of excrete. We are so proud of you, boy. <laughs> Such a what an honor to collect the poop of President Vladimir Putin. So it doesn't go in the sewer. It goes in like some Ziplocs. And yeah. then what do you do with it? I you mean, shake it back and you destroy it probably. But you do it outside of the possibility, Brett, of someone like it. you asking these types of questions. Because now I know what you're up to. Oh, yeah. You're following around. You're oh, going to yeah. collect that. Yeah. No. I guess if you flushed it and somebody found it, good on them. But he's not flushing it. He's leaving it for another guy just in case it's a false toilet. And, you know, because they did that in South Park with Cartman's, uh, with uh, uh, Stan's mom. They built it because somebody, they had to collect her poop for something they were doing. And so they drilled a hole under the pipe and made it go into the basement and they waited for it to take a dump and it fell into their bag. So it circumvented the sewer. That's what Putin thinks is happening. They're setting up false bathrooms to collect his uh, poop, find out if he's healthy or dying. Oh, and also uh, use them for DNA cloning. John, who else has these kinds of sources? Gamba Ding Dong, maybe? <laughs> My sources tell me that there are several people in the radio industry. Try, look, Gamba Ding Dong, is a, this is a big deal, everybody. Gamba Ding Dong in the house. Look, my sources over there are going through my feces, finding nothing but undigested 
Payway Udon noodles, which, by the way, skate through me like nobody's business, which is great. I don't even have feces. I just my food goes in as a Payway Udon noodles and comes out as a five course meal at Binkley's. It's the best tasting excrement. It serves many. I go down a lot of the times. I go down to the food banks, uh, St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, what's the other one's called? You know, the hungry place. Your super hot wife's food bank. My super hot wife and I'll go down with bag after bag of my sh- and we'll serve the homeless and that's the, and they feel like they're eating at Ocean 44. It, my excrement is better than your best meal ever. So let's just tell me that people will look through my house, into my pillow windows, into my bathroom, taking dumps in my incredibly filtrated water system right there in the water. And I know that they want to come in, take it. Shoot some of my excrement to their babies to make super babies like Compound V. Because <laughs> that's what my excrement does. Gamble so that's baby why, soups. That's why I have Dan Bickley follow me around and clean up my excrement every single day. Gamble Ding Dong's no dummy here. Come on. Come, sources tell me. I got people all over trying to get my feces. All over. <laughs> Not happening. Still over. I got my, my little handy dandy notebook. I saw a guy the other day behind me in the bathroom. I'm like, I know why you're here. Get the f*** away from me. <laughs> <laughs> 45 years ago, I was a Gold Gloves champ. The I still remember army that. army of Golden Glovers. Could you imagine the army of feces? Oh, my God. The, the feces army of Gamba Ding Dong. It's the, the John Gamba <laughs> Dong. <laughs> it would be an unbelievable army of, of really good sm- – by the way, uh, Johnny Depp is uh, – you know, he's got nothing on me. He loves a grumpy in his bed. I left one for him like Amber Heard did. <laughs> they turned it into Sauvage because my feces smells like cologne. Really good stuff too. That's a claim. Savage <laughs> smells just like my my poop. I'm gonna smear some on me now. You should. Yeah, smearing my feces on you. I automatically have to warn you. Every girl in Scottsdale is gonna climb in your jock. It's a, it's a problem I have. If I fart, it's pheromones that make women wet. <laughs> oh. It's true, Brett. <laughs> my my farts make women wet. Spray? <laughs> it's, the, it's my biography. I'm writing a biography. It's called My Farts Make Women Wet. <laughs> By John Gimba Ding Dong. Gambo's ass not body a spray. Yeah it's, yeah, it's my ass body spray for teens, college kids. <laughs> just ask for it by name. Gimba Ding Dong's fecal mist. <laughs> Everyone wants to smell like my <laughs> Why wouldn't you? It smells like an ahi steak. Yeah, but Ding Dong doesn't have good smelling feces, please. But yeah, I, I, I want success someday to where I'm like, oh, I got to hire a couple of guys. I need an accountant. I need somebody to, to drive me around. Also, I need that a guy interview process. to collect my The shit. collector. <laughs> I'd really like to be your driver. I got something else in mind for you, Jeremy. <laughs> Do you offer 401k? What we got going on today, boss? Well, you have a new duty. 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 Brady. That was a good one. Whatever Snoop has his blunt roller. He's getting close. We're going to need a bigger net. No. You use the little tiny goldfish net like at, uh, like at the Pets Market. You're not going to give me a bigger net? No. You don't get a pool net for this. Can you have less fiber in your diet? Put some gloves on. <laughs> well, this one's all water, boss. I can't fish these out. Get a cup. Get a cup until that water's clean. I don't have anybody coming behind You got to get out of there like you're draining so, a fish tank. Yeah. <laughs> you Suck need a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Siphon it out. <laughs> Over's a dick. You need one of those toilets like they have in Thailand, the floor toilets with a bucket of water sitting next to it that you have to pour into. I don't even want to know what you're talking about. Good Did times. you have to use one of those? Uh, yes. 
You oh. dumped in the hole. No, in the no, ground? not dumped, not dumped. You just peed in the dumped. hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you put ladle water into yep, the hole so it doesn't stink. Right there next to you with a. <laughs> I could have went to the Salt River and did not, not yeah, flew yeah, 40 yeah. hours to Thailand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Where's your sense of adventure? If Get I'm, on your paddleboard. If I want to take you a woke sh- pussy. Yeah. <laughs> if I want to take a sh- in a hole, I don't need, uh, you know, 10 grand in a 40 hour flight. I can do that in the backyard with a shovel I've already got. What is wrong with you? This bathroom will do, said Toledo. Uh uh-uh, uh, just go outside. They do that in Saudi Arabia, too. I remember yeah. that uh, little Middle Easter, that Iranian kid that I was in high school with. He showed up out of nowhere, it convinced he was sent over by something. It just shows up our junior year of high school. He was fun. But uh, I went to give him, like, a high five. No left hands. No left hands. I'm like, why? It's uh, how you wipe. Like, how you wipe what? It's clean your body. I'm like, oh, gross. Use your hand. And the kettle. Well, I'm done talking to you. Oh, kettle? Hand? What the hell? A hand and kettle. You pour a kettle down the crack of your ass, and then you scrub your ass with your left hand. That's why they don't ever touch you with their left hand. Because they're constantly butt-scrubbing with that one. You <laughs> Desert people. Scrubbing feces out of there. It smells oh. like Savage, the left hand. Savage. <laughs> yeah, but Putin's got a poop collector, which I think is the ultimate sign of success. Because I always I thought it was the greatest thing ever when we got so comfortable with uh, poop that there's a commercial with a cute cartoon that tells you to poop in a box and send it to someone. <laughs> it's like a medical test. I don't even know what that is, but it's a commercial. You want your test? All you have to do is drop a little excrement in a box, and we'll send you the box. Call a guard. Yeah, they want they want it, and then that little it reminds me of Clippy, the old uh, paperclip yeah. that helped out on the computer. <laughs> hey. Just Kids. put it in a box and ship it yeah. off. <laughs> ship your sh- to me. And then they they call you up a couple days later and go, hey, you got cancer. It's like, oh, I'm glad I took a sh- in the box then. And because it's for people like me who won't go to a doctor to get fingered. So you just drop a deuce in a box and mail it to a guy. And again, <laughs> what kind of job is that? You're opening the poor mailman. It's not his fault. He's going to be toting that around. Here you go. Used to be a crime. If I mailed my feces to Brady, I'd be in the courtroom. Like, you can't do that. That's hazardous materials. Yeah, but I can do it to the doctor. Oh, man, can you imagine being that mailman in this 114-degree oh. weather trying to deliver that? Oh. Imagine a mailman oh, at, like, an assisted living home where everybody's cola garden. Oh. I'm mailing some more out. I'm not happy with these test results. I think I, I want to sing an opinion. <laughs> Box it up, honey. Yeah, I don't, that poor mailman in the back of his truck. God damn it. Of course, most mailmen, no offense, guys, in the summer in Phoenix, you guys smell like a box of shit anyway, so it's can't, just, you can't it. help it. Yeah, your stink cancels out whatever's going on in that mail truck. I feel so sorry for our guy because he's hoofing it. Hot route. Oh, and it is just brutal. Just hoofing it. Terrible. But yeah, if you've got to take a dump in a box, do it. But uh, beware that Vladimir Putin's poop guy is right there. We should all be so successful as to have a interview process for the dude who's going to clean our poop up behind us. <laughs> and then you think about how silly it is, and we do. Our dogs have to think that. Yep. We do that for them. Yep. Look at that. It's a Jerry Seinfeld's old deal where he's like, uh, if aliens saw us from above, they'd think dogs were in charge because they see a, a dog walking down and a human behind it, and if it takes a poop, the human cleans it up, and it's like, well, clearly the leader is the the thing that is being followed and cleaned up after by that long thing. 
any anytime you clean up somebody's. But if you're wiping something's ass, you're technically their slave. <laughs> it's true. Even if it's a sick person, you have to wipe their ass. Talk to my buddy Marty, and he had to do that for his brother when his brother got sick. And he's like, yeah, could have done without that. I'm like, yeah, because it's like the most demeaning thing in the world for the healthy person to smear poop all over someone's thighs <laughs> and get that system down. Uh, John, <laughs> mailman and AJ here. The Sorry. UPS picks up the Cola Guard boxes for oh. your information. I've passed those by with a huge smile on my face many times. <laughs> Do not touch. <laughs> it's just for UPS guys. Apparently, what can Brown do for you? Is the guy yes. who picks that up perfect? All right, I guess that makes very sense. fitting. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I didn't know mailmen avoided the feast. Well, you should put it in envelopes nope, for him. Not mine. Yeah. Uh, well, you you have it in my house, and you don't even know it. I like to mail my crap to people. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats today? Uh, hang on, I'm typing in the last one that just came in. So. All right, well, Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Looking to get a new bike like uh, John's brand new uh, Shadowcast? Yes. Or the Switchblade that I'm riding? They got all the pivots. They got all the Konas. They got all the Santa Cruz. Pretty much everything and anything you need for your biking is going to be over at Action Ride Shop. You can check out their uh, what they have in stock at actionrideshop.com. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday about yeah. that. And was like, did you really spend that much on a bicycle? I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to. Right. Like, like I did it because I like that particular brand and I found that it's awesome for the stuff I was using it for. You don't have to. They have, they have somebody just bought a beach cruise there. I can't remember who was telling me about that. It was like 300 bucks. Well, Toledo bought one. Oh, yeah, you got Lisa. one. Yeah, yeah, you got one for yeah, Lisa. It was, it was a good one for $500. Yeah. 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 It's not, you know, everybody's like, oh, you need to ride those $10 million bikes. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to. No, you can. I mean, it's available yeah. to you. And trust me, it changes everything. Oh, yeah. It's a different animal. That Shadow Cat's probably the best one I've been on. Yeah, and I've had some good pivots, but man, and pivots a local company too. They're right there in Tempe, and they're crushing it. Yeah, so you're supporting a local bike company. Right. You're supporting a local bike shop. So yeah, it's a good thing. Shop but- Arizona. <laughs> shop Arizona or die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the list, uh, Avenged Sevenfold, Soil, Shine Down, Deftones, Volbeat, Machine Head, Dope, Powerman Five Thousand, and then somebody hit us up for Eat Me Alive from Judas Priest for Pride Month. <laughs> Which seems kind of fitting. <laughs> Why? Because of Rob Halford. And, yep. We haven't done anything for Pride Month yet, have we? This would be a, probably a perfect oh, song. By the by, on that uh, on that tonal, my first workout with uh, Coach Woody. We're going, and they have music playing in the background, and I'm going, and I'm doing the thing. And then uh, it, it was just this most incredible moment where I, uh, I'm working out, and I'm like, whoa, this is rough. And what do I hear starting in the background? She's like, all right, guys, let's get it together. We're going to work out one more time for this band. I'm like, ah, get that dress. And I was motivated. Are you serious? I busted my ass to the next one. It's hard to lift weights and uh, and sing this. Yeah. But I did it. It was an energy bounce. Loved it. Oh, I loved every second of it. Yeah. Well, Kim Petras popped on in the background. I'm like, all right, Coach Woody. All right, we'll do that for Pride Month. We haven't done anything for Pride Month. And it's the Ides of Pride. So we might as well get... Uh, Doesn't get much more prideful than Halford. No, than Halford. <laughs> Blowing guys are so metal. <laughs> it is. It's the most metal you can be. You guys all act tough and like your rock and roll's tough. You know who the toughest rock and roller of all time is? Rob Halford. Oh, yeah. He is the toughest of all... You know what he does on Friday and Saturday nights? <laughs> Don't want to know. That is the <laughs> toughest man in rock. <laughs> All right, here we go. Penetrate. <laughs> oh, man, that dude is tough. 
That dude's a that's a badass, so to speak. <laughs> Eat me alive. No, 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 no. And then clips coupons. Yeah, yeah. I mean the things he does for fun. That's the toughest man in rock and roll. Happy Pride Month, everybody, for all y'all out there. This is a Eat Me Alive by Judas Priest. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.